I just got stuck in a bogey train. Sunday, you know what that means. Another episode of the Bogey Train. Got myself Nick here and Noah J. We got just the two of us starting off. I think uh, James may or may not be hopping in eventually, but uh, Noah, what's good? Oh, you know, uh, just great to be back here. It's about sixty degrees and sunny down here in Athens, Georgia, at the end of January. So, is it actually? I'm loving life. Yeah, Caleb John's gonna come down for another. Uh, this golf trip this week. What about real golf? You played any real golf lately? Uh, I hit the range last week. Okay. I mean, you got to take advantage of it because the people up here in the frozen tundra, you like the things, you know, the things I would do to be able to be in some weather where I could actually play golf outside right now. So don't take it for granted. Well, it's weird. You, you get down here and just knowing that I can play golf, like I, I don't really need, like, I don't, I don't really feel the need to. It's just, it's a different way of life. I know. It's a different mindset. It's, it's not, uh, I don't think that's how I would be, but maybe, maybe that's just me living up here where there's 50 inches of snow and it is currently two degrees below zero. <laughs> there's no way there's 50 inches of snow, but dude, so no, I was, I'm telling you, Sioux Falls, uh, now, now people are going to dox me. They know where I'm at. Uh, I think we've actually it's gotten between, between 40. Way. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way. I think uh, we've actually gotten at least 45 inches of snow this year. Dang. It's How crazy. Much is on the ground right now. I mean, it's hard for me to tell because where we live, we get like our, our snow removed and then like the, yeah. like the piles are removed as well. But a few days ago, uh, last week, my wife and I went to one of our friends' house for dinner. And, uh, it was just like looking at the front yards in that neighborhood. I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I didn't even realize how much snow there was because yeah. it's literally like at least hip high. Just That's like crazy. The, the entire yard. Yeah. I've been, I've been away from snow so long that I like kind of forget what snow even looks like. So if you send me it's some white. pictures, you just kind it's of jog white. my memory. Yeah. Oh, and okay. then you go outside oh, oh. and it's extremely cold and uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Okay. It's no, it's coming back now. It's all coming yeah. back. Yeah. No, but uh, so I was so I was at church for like ten hours today. Just had a ton of stuff I had to get done out there. I don't really know why, but I was talking to these people um, from like the Northeast, and somehow we got on a conversation of like good gas stations to get food at. Because I was kind of like, Quick Trip is the best place around here for, for gas stations to go to. They're like. Have you ever been to Wawa before? Yes. Now, and I literally was like, dude, I know these two people from South Dakota who will literally fly out to Wawa for their food. They're like, I believe it. They were saying, oh, it's just incredible. Thank you. I feel they vindicated. Said, <laughs> they said they said it's the best gas station except for Bucky's. So it's the second best gas station. I've right. never been to a Bucky's. I've I've seen yeah. things online and heard things, but so as far yeah. as gas stations slash convenience stores, you know, places like that. I mean, Wawa is a runaway, like runaway, not even close. That's crazy. Not and even close. You guys have quick trips down in South Dakota, right? Uh, I don't think so. No, really? I've never seen one in South Dakota. Okay. I mean, if I was driving in South Dakota and like 
a certain gas station came up and I was hungry, I would probably hope it was a Casey's. I mean, that's probably yeah, Casey's. I mean, is soft. it's it's all right, but it's kind of a Midwest staple. I think quick it's it's, quick trips, it's it's no Wawa. Quick Trip is is better than Casey's. I would quick agree trips all up in like Miss Minnesota, Wisconsin. So yeah. Um, so you haven't played any golf in the last week? Nothing really to, nothing um, really to update us on? No, dude. I've been trying to. I got new shoelaces today, though. Remember when Your I was golf on? Shoes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they the right length? Did you try them yet? I hope so. I just got, well, no, I got, I got them on Amazon. Because I went to, thing. so, wait, so I went to Walmart to pick up shoelaces, but instead I bought these joggers. Because they were 10 bucks. You know? Are they white? Like, they're like white? they're like off white joggers. Okay, but I but they were ten bucks, so like I couldn't say no, and then I kind of forgot about buying shoelaces because the joggers were so cheap. So I just got yeah. some on Amazon for like six bucks. And then you left. You're like, why did I even go to Walmart? And then you're like, Shoot. it was weird. I I'm walking out. I'm walking out of Walmart with new joggers and a kombucha in the other hand. <laughs> why was I? Why did what? I show up? Uh, what device are you listening to this out of right now? Um, the pod, like, like, am I listening like, to you? Yeah. My phone? Why? Okay. I was just wondering, sometimes I can hear myself coming in oh. the other side, so I didn't know if you could plug in a pair of headphones that, well, yeah, that would just, probably. I'll just turn you down a little bit. I think that's what it was. I usually, I don't okay. usually have you that high. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, I usually uh, have you all the way down, actually. Okay, so we'll just quickly uh, go over, I guess, some of the football that just got over a few minutes ago. So, um, did you watch the Eagles Niners earlier? Yeah, I watched the second half of it. I watched about two minutes of it, and uh, I'm I'm glad I didn't waste any more time than that watching that game today. Yeah, I've got a buddy. I've got a buddy who I went to college with, who we usually just kind of will like call and talk about the games while they're going on, and I like. I like called him. It was like maybe the middle of the third quarter. He's like, "Yeah, Purdy's been hurt like all game." So I don't know yeah. whether the Eagles are just like the Eagles are so good. It's hard to even tell how good they are right now. Maybe whether they were that whether they're that good or just the Niners are bad like that bad without a good quarterback. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's tough. I definitely wanted the Niners in that game, but. Um... So yeah, nothing really else to say on that game is except for Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the Niners, supposedly has always been a big fan of Kirk Cousins and was trying to apparently land Kirk Cousins at one point. And uh, you wonder what the Niners might have been if they had Kirk, because you know people people make fun of him, whatever. But one of his best traits is he is basically never hurt. Like I don't, I couldn't tell you. I don't think he's ever missed a game. In his career in Minnesota due to injury. That's um, fair. But so I mean, with a defense that good, a running game that good, it would have been interesting to see like if you just stick Kirk Cousins on the Niners, what they would have been like. But yeah. Um, maybe Kirk maybe Kirk does get hurt. He's just like a really tough guy. And yeah, he's just a warrior. Yeah, he doesn't tell anyone. Yeah. He's playing on like three broken ribs. Um, all right, and uh, Bengals Chiefs just concluded Harrison Butker game-winning field goal. Um, it was a really good game. Yes. What are your What are your overall thoughts? I know you had a couple of nuggies on the 
on the Bengals. So yeah, I had my I had my free play money this week on the Bengals, which was like eight bucks, so not much, and it and it was free play, so it's not you know it doesn't really cut me that deep that I lost it, but still pulling for him. I like Joe. Uh, Did you Bengals. have the spread or the money line? Just money line. They were like plus okay. one ten. The spread was like one and a half. My okay, buddy yeah, bet I, the Bengals spread, which was worse odds at one, like to cover one and a half. I'm like, why did you just bet money line? It's like the same thing. But um, kind of a kind of a bummer of an ending. But it was a sick game. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, I probably expected a few more points to be scored, but I, I, the teams were struggling with a lot of receivers getting dinged up, and um, but. It's a really good game. Just a really, just a tough, like, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd really not feel good right now just because of that last play, that 15-yard penalty. Oh. That's just a totally different because there would have been eight seconds left and they would have been at what would have been a 60-yard field goal. Yeah. So they would, oh, yeah. they would have had they would have had to run another play and For then sure. try to either go to the sideline or run a quick play and then clock it. I mean, it would have been a lot different. Well, so. and the and I think the worst part was it was like it was like a borderline call. Like I I can see how you could call it, but I could also see how they could be like, well, he like had, didn't even he like was. Yeah. I don't think he had stepped out of bounds when he got pushed. He wasn't pushed that hard. It just kind of like was a perfect storm for the. For the Bengals, I know. Yeah. yeah, it definitely was much harder than necessary. If he would have just been, if it would have been a lot lighter push, it wouldn't yeah. have got the call. And like the announcers, was... the announcers, are, oh yeah, he had Mahomes clearly had both feet out of bounds. Yada yada. That's just not true. He was that, he he didn't have a single foot out of bounds. He was about to step out of bounds when he got pushed. Yeah, so that was you. You just that just sucks. <laughs> that that it ends on something like that. But I just dude, I don't know. There, it, it felt like it felt like the refs were pulling for the chiefs the whole game almost like the one call on third down where the chiefs ran a play and got like stuffed. And then the refs like, were like, Oh no, we called that play off. Actually. You just didn't see it. So they gave them the down again. Yeah. That was extremely, I like, I was, when like, I was watching that game. I'll, I was constantly going back and forth. My wife and I both we, we, one play I'd be rooting for, Cincinnati one play I'd be rooting for Kansas City I didn't know who to root for so it's like at different literally any given play I didn't even know who I was cheering for but um, probably a normal situation I would have been going for Cincinnati but just like on social media and everything they were just running their mouths so much all week and I was just like man it's kind of it's a little cocky going into a game at Arrowhead Stadium against Patrick yeah that's tough I mean it's just like like I was talking to this with my roommate. Mahomes is like almost so good you forget about how good he is. Yeah. He was kind of hurt tonight, and he's still just like he's he's just he's just unbelievable. Like he, he a play's never over with him. Yeah, I don't think they've. I don't think the Chiefs have ever been eliminated before the AFC Championship with Mahomes as their starter. Yeah. which is yeah. absolutely bonkers. And this is now going to be his third Super Bowl he's played in. Yeah. So it's that's, like he, that's crazy. He's just clearly, I think, the best quarterback in the league right now. I mean, it is like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's hard to say, oh, Mahomes is underrated. I wouldn't say he's underrated, but just to, you know, these, these last half a decade now, you just start yeah. the season and it's like, okay, which team is going to be playing 
in Kansas City for the AFC like, title game. It's like he's so consistent, it's bad for his reputation. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, he just had another phenomenal game. So we just expect that now. Yeah. All right. Well, I was uh, planning on keeping it short and sweet, and now we've spent how many minutes talking about that? But it's about on par for the bogey. Either way, um, James is not here yet, so can't quite do the TGC Tours update unless uh, you have any TGC Tours update. <laughs> yeah, I got a promotion mark this week. It was a good tournament. Okay. Okay, yeah. Are you on, like, CCX or what tour are you on? Yeah, I'm on the Corn Ferry uh, web.com oh. mini tour. Oh, wow. The Corn Ferry combo tour. I'm on the Corn I'm on the corn Flakes tour, actually. All right, so the world of pro golf, I have uh, absolutely nothing for the LPGA. I honestly have no idea what went on this weekend. Uh, the PGA Tour, they had uh, a Wednesday through Saturday – Interesting Saturday finish this week because it was CBS's first uh, tournament of the year and they had the all the football coming up today. So uh, it really was a um, an awesome leaderboard. And I, you said you caught some of it on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, another strong field for not being a designated event. And... I mean, it was, yeah, it was just, it was just really good. Yeah. I watched, uh, I caught a little bit of a Saturday. I watched some feature group. I think it was like, oh my gosh, it was like Shoffle, JT, a couple other guys, whatever. Um, and I was texting my dad who Papa Jay, shout out to him. He watches, he was watching the whole thing. I think this weekend, he's like, did you get to catch any of it? Whatever we, me and my dad by we, I mean, we played that course um i want to say four years ago three you played tory yeah okay that, so that was actually you... part of my uh that was in my list here to talk about the course so that's it i did not know you had played it so what are your thoughts did you play the north course and the south course um just the south the one they played on okay so the 18th hole is that par five with the pond yes yeah okay so what are or your no. thoughts what are your thoughts um, on the course because i like, have some but i want to hear yours considering you've played it yeah it's it's not like a traditionally maybe not maybe that's not the word it's not a super difficult course i think that like the real challenge in that course i was talking to my dad about this uh, a couple days ago too was um the rough they just grow the rough out so long the fairways are narrow and the whole and the course is just long in general, so you have to hit long clubs and you have to keep it in the fairway. And if you miss the fairway, like when you're in the rough out there, it's not like you're in the rough in a normal course. You can you can hit a good shot. Like you're probably hacking out, or if you try to go for the green from the rough, like you might hit a terrible shot and wind up in an even worse spot. So it's just what time really, of year did you play it? We played it like. It was the beginning of January, so it was like three weeks before the tournament. Oh, okay. So that probably explains why the rough was so. Because yeah. I was like, you know, because I was oh, thinking, yeah. geez, if the rough was that long just for, you know, public play, I wonder what it was like for the tournament. But no, obviously, no, I it, remember they let it grow out for the tournament. But it was had, probably, we, yeah, we played with probably we priming played with, it. We played with two other guys, and there were multiple times during the round where one of us would hit a ball like. 
10 feet into the rough from the fairway, right? Just 10 feet off the fairway. And we couldn't find the ball. Just lost. Jeez. So, like, it, it's hard to take, like, triples out there. Because you can really avoid the cliffs. Like, most of the holes that there's water on, you can, you can just avoid the cliffs. Well, um, but are can, there – I mean, is there actual water out there other than 18? Nah, there's not really water. It's just, like, hazard. Just, it's literally just cliffs. Yeah, the cliffs, yep. Yeah. Um, but you can, like – it's mostly just on one side of the hole. You can avoid it. So if you miss the fairway, it's just really easy to take bogeys out there. It's the kind of course that obviously it's a really good test. Um, the pros play there every year for this event. And then a couple of years ago, they were, you know, there for the U S open and everything. Clearly it's a solid golf course in terms of testing the best players in the world, but it's just one where it just gives me no excitement. Like, Oh yeah. You know, th- that course is like, man, of all the courses, especially some that are out in California, like this, that's just not one of them that I want to watch on Dude, TV. And that Very goes boring. back to like, like what I was saying about it is the difficulty isn't from there being imminent danger on the course. It's just difficult because the rough is very difficult. So when you watch these guys hit like tee shots, like when you're watching somebody play 16, 17, 18 at TPC Sawgrass, you're like, yeah, the pond's there. Like there's the danger right there. You better hit over there. It's exciting. When you're watching them play Torrey Pines, it's like, well, you can hit it anywhere on God's green earth, as long as you don't go down the cliff and you're fine. But if you go in the rough, it's just well, like harder. Yeah, so that, it's, it's not like exciting. It's just, and, yeah. and the course itself, um, I think Papa Jay would vouch for this is not very, it's not super fun. It's very just basic. Let, yeah, let's just say if I was to make a, a list of like destination courses I would want to play in California, mm-hmm. it would not be very high on the list. The only the, reason why it's cool playing it is because they have this tournament there. Because they've had they have this tournament there and they've had two US Opens there. Now. Yeah, that's no, literally exactly, it. There's nothing exactly, else that'd be like, okay, yes, I really want to play this course. And like and even like it's on the ocean, it's on the cliff, it's part of the Torrey Pine like state state park whatever whatever park it is um but you can only really see the water from like five holes like you're kind of inland interesting um so yeah let's just go down a little bit so max homa it what ended up winning he was absolute nails the final round um he seems to be one of those players where there's there's really not a lot of them in golf it seems like when he is in the mix his his game just elevates, and you don't see that a lot. Um, it really feels like when he has a chance to win, he plays well and wins most of the time. He shot a six under sixty six in the final round, um, and it was uh, I don't know if you saw it. I mean, conditions weren't great. It was a little bit breezy, and it was somewhat cold. And he hit on holes 11 and 16 two of the best long iron shots i mean i've seen because 11 i think it was 235 the pin was tucked way back right he just feathers this four iron cut in there lands like a butterfly with broken legs and he makes like an eight makes like an eight footer for birdie on that hole and then on 16 he was either tied or one back at the time 
but Sam Ryder was in the process of making a double on 15, but he just, and the pin was back left and nobody had hit it. There had been one birdie the whole day before this and no one had hit it inside of like 15 and a half feet all day. And he's the second, the second to last group. And he takes a four iron. It, it starts it at basically the left edge of the green or just left baby fade, like lands right at the flag. He ends up having, I think around 15 feet and he just center cup just makes yeah. it for the birdie. <clears throat> Dude, the par threes out there are menacing and you can see yeah. it. I watched him play. Yeah. I watched the groups, the group, like the feature groups that I watched. I watched him play 16 and nobody put it close. Yeah, and I mean, some guys, like I think Hideki even hit a five-wood on that hole. So for Homa to birdie 11 and 16 to come in and end up, he ended up winning by two, added another birdie on 18, par five. Yeah, but, um, yeah he is, he's just becoming one of the best players in the game, which is awesome because for a while he was sort of known just for his social media presence. And it's like, okay, he added it. He had a win on tour, that's great. And now, but then in the past couple of years, he has really piled it on so no one has won more than him in the last you know couple of years so wow pretty pretty cool story max homa um good for max second place keegan bradley also shot a 66 he has just for over a decade now been one of the best ball strikers on tour and any week when he makes a few putts he can definitely be in the mix uh morikawa playing some good golf he had a solo third 10 under um definitely made a run he made a couple couple bogeys on the back nine, but um, it's always fun to see him, especially in conditions that are a little bit tougher. He has a bit of a reputation as being kind of what's uh, known as a track man golfer, which is like, you know, he only plays well when the conditions are perfect, but um, showing some, showing some resiliency and um, making some putts with his new, uh, you know, newer putting style. He's going to have a good year. Sam Ryder struggled a little bit, so I got to talk about this. Sam Ryder ends up T4, uh, shot a three over 75 in the final round, really was hanging together for most of the day. He was in the lead, um, keeping things together. Ends up going, uh, he took a double on 15. But uh, so they interviewed his mom when he was uh, sometime on the back nine, maybe hold 12 or so. His mom was watching in the Amanda, she was on course and she uh, interviewed his mom. She said uh, he had, she had a couple bucket list things, so she wanted to be there. She wanted to see his first hole-in-one, which happened uh, last season at Phoenix. So he got a hole-in-one on the 16th hole, and she was there to see it. That's a sick ace. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was one everyone, just, everyone just went crazy. And oh, no, I, I do remember that. I forgot. Yeah, that was this guy. That was this guy. That was sick. Um, yeah, and then she's like, she said, yep, so there was that. She said, and I wanted to be here for his first win. So she was like, it was great. Last year, I got to be there for his first ace. And then, and here, I get to be here for his first win today. Yikes. Yeah, and I, obviously, <laughs> you know, everyone knows what she meant, maybe. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> he had like a one-shot lead with like six yeah. or seven holes left. It's like, you can't yeah, say that. She's clearly, she's clearly not a competitive athlete. But so then as soon as I heard her, I was like, oh, no. And then, yeah. and then a few holes later, makes a double. I mean, clearly he's playing really well. I'm sure he's going to have a great season. It sounds like his confidence is, you know, I think this is his second season on tour. I could be wrong, but 
sounds like he his confidence is a lot higher now. But, um, yeah, that was just a tough scene. His pace of play was tough to watch. He was slow. His routine was um, – and I think it even was getting to John Rahm a little bit, who was also in that final group with him. Uh, but, yeah, that was – his pace of play was a little bit of a tough scene. Sometimes it's got to be called out because – no one wants to watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jang's boy, Sahith Tigala, tied for fourth. Sung Jay, tied for fourth. Jason Day playing well. And then John Rahm. He just struggled. He didn't look like John Rahm. Uh, he started the day two shots back and was negative money, like in terms of betting. I think he was minus 110 going into the final round. Yeah, he was two shots back. And That's he was, crazy. I think minus 110 going into the final round. But. Uh, just got off to a bad start. I think it was three over through six or three over through five, something like that. And never was sort of just out of it the whole time. But yeah, uh, there were some flashes from Ricky this week. Uh, he had, he made the cut on the number and then third round shot five under. He moved up like 40, 50 spots on the leaderboard and then birdied three of his first four to get right into the mix on Sunday and then fell apart on the back nine. But nice. Tied for 11th. He might just be sneaking inside the top 100 in the world, so progress. And uh, I think that is it from this event. Uh, I mentioned the mom jinx. We talked about the course. But, yeah, so it was a pretty stacked leaderboard overall. I didn't even mention Tony Finau, who was uh, in the final group. So, uh, yeah, a couple of non-designated events to have really solid fields so far, but a lot of people are thinking they're uh, a lot of the players are just trying to get their non-designated events out of the way early in the year before they then have to play in the rest Wait, of them. Wait. What do you mean by it? What does that mean? So the new PGA Tour schedule they, there's certain events that were that now have designated status. So it's a lot higher purse, so the payout is I think like double or something Oh, like so this that. is this is just so, not a big money tournament. So this just isn't one of them. And so the players that can qualify for them, they have, there's including the majors, maybe like 15 of them, including the majors and the FedEx cup playoffs. Uh, they have to play all of them, except they only get one skip for the year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just, how many are there? I think 15. Okay. Uh, the first one was the tournament of champions. That was the first week of January. The next one is going to be Phoenix in two weeks. Same week oh, as the I, everyone goes there anyway. So, yeah, and then I know the Arnold Palmer, the players, sure. uh, the Masters, the Match Play, the RBC Heritage. I think the Memorial, maybe, um, and the majors, obviously the U.S. Open, the Open, the PGA. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Playoff events, and there's a few more that I'm missing. The Travelers, yeah. but anyway. So basically the whole point of it is to have all the best players in the world playing against each other in the same events more often. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. So the side effect is that the other events are going to have terrible fields, like the 3M, for example. Yeah, what's new, though? Even though, even though yeah, yeah. The, the field last year was awful. So it yeah. really can't get worse than that, I'm imagining. And the, so, and the, and the only, like like, top-ranked golfers that come to the 3M always miss the cut, inevitably. So... Except last year, Tony Fino did come in as the highest-ranked player and the favorite, and he did win. Shout out Fino. Yeah, shout out Fino. Um, 
So yeah, I feel like the farmers is like a tournament that most pros play anyway. Like, well, it, it's it, it was a one time in the season. Yeah, and it was one that I think a lot of people were surprised not to see it as a designated event. Like they think in okay. years to come, it definitely yeah. might be. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of like it's so, a big, it's a big name so tournament. Yeah. A really solid field, but yeah, it'll be interesting to watch how the strength of field changes going forward in the events that aren't yeah the designated events. Ricky so, should have a sponsor's exemption to the farmers every year too. So, well, he always will, yeah, because he's in all their farmers commercials. So, and the funny thing is, so he has to play that event every year because of, because it, because it's his sponsor, and yeah. he always plays horrible. Like coming into this week, his best finish at, at this event was like fiftieth. <laughs> he shot a third. He shot five under in the third round at the South Course. That was his first round, if I'm not mistaken. That was his first round under par at the South Course since 2016. I mean, it's he has to come to this event every year because a sponsor because of a sponsor deal. But it's it's funny because the, you can't really find a course he plays worse at. So that's great. Um, all right. Uh, on the DP World Tour, they're actually not done with this event yet because of all the rain they got. So they, they're only through three rounds, and it ended up being a Monday finish. So that's going to be going on overnight. I think you know, final group coverage might be from around like I don't know three to seven a.m. Central Time or something like that. So I expect you to be up watching that tomorrow morning. Of course, they call it Wouldn't coffee it? golf. Wouldn't coffee miss golf. It raining. And. Uh, so, yeah, there actually did come a couple of stories out of this. So there's one round left. Rory has a three-shot lead. Uh, so, you know, there's decent odds he'll go on to uh, snag another win. But So were you following with uh, T-Gate from earlier in the week? So the I Patrick was scrolling, deal. So I was scrolling through Instagram Discover page today while I was watching the Eagles game because it was a pretty boring football game. Um. And I saw a post, this might not even be what you're talking about, but I saw a post where like Rory got hit in the eye with a T or something. Okay. I mean, uh, that's, that's not actually like, what happened, but okay. It was like, it was like a joke about the T's like taking Rory out. I don't know. It was, it, it was some sort of joke and I saw it and I saw it for like three seconds and I scrolled past it. And I was like, well, I wonder if that actually happened. Yeah, so, okay, so what what happened was, so it first came out as a report. So it was like, well, sources on the ground at this event are saying that uh, Reed apparently came up to Rory on the range and tried to talk to him or something, and Rory just ignored him, and then Reed threw a tee at him in disgust was the original. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, are you serious? Is that is that a real story? Um. But then, well, so then eventually video of it came out and definitely like throwing a tee at him in disgust was certainly an overstatement, but he just sort of like, he went over to Rory and his caddy, shook the caddy's hand, supposedly told him like happy new year or something. And then tried to say something to Rory and Rory just like, wasn't having it. He just basically ignored him. Like on purpose or did he like not? No, on on purpose. On purpose. He's like, yeah, I didn't feel the need to talk to him. So it just, uh, and so then Reed said he grabbed one of his team four aces live golf tees out of his pocket and then just like tossed it over like 
by Rory, which is what happened in the video. Rory later said he's like, I never even saw the tee, but it was kind of funny because um, I don't know. It was funny what the story was made out to be, but also there was something real to it. Like, uh, and so it seemed like, okay, well, why is Rory just like not even, you know, why is he just completely ignoring him? Well, then you remember that Patrick Reed is, you know, he has all these lawsuits going and, and I think one of them, I don't know, or maybe I forget which lawsuit it is, but there is a lawsuit where Rory and Tiger were like subpoenaed to, uh, to what's the word testify. And in a later interview after this event, or after this, you know, supposed throwing of a tee, someone asked Rory and Rory was like, well, yeah, considering Patrick Reed's lawyer came and served me a subpoena literally on Christmas Eve while I was hanging out with my family. He's like, yeah, I didn't really feel the need to talk to him. It's a pretty and, cool move. And so, yeah. And the funny thing is they apparently tried to serve a subpoena to Tiger as well, but Tiger like was just like never home and his security guard like never let the person in or never even took the paper. Uh, and so this person has been looking uh, for Tiger Woods to serve him the subpoena for weeks. And he's just like nowhere to be found. It's kind of funny. I actually read the whole report, re read the whole like legal document on it. So anyway, so there's this, all of this stuff going on. And then turns out Patrick Reed and Rory are actually playing really well. Patrick Reed is currently tied for fourth at 11 under. And uh, so this whole thing was going on, but. I don't know, attracting some eyes, I guess a little bit of drama. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this. I had a question for you, but we're going to get to it after. Um, and there's another Patrick Reed rules controversy. Let's go. So, so he, obviously he has this reputation as a cheater. It's honestly part of his uh, lawsuit against uh, Brandel Chambly and other golf media for painting him as a cheater. So in the third round... He hit his tee shot to the right of the fairway on 17, and it's over in Dubai, so there's these tall palm, palm trees. Yeah. And you know the part, like, right before the palms come out where it's kind of, like, fat? So it's not, like, the the stump, but it's, like... Yeah, it's, like, where old leaves kind of died away, right? Yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but his ball... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It, it landed in one of those in a tree and never came down. Sure. Okay, so there's this group of three trees, three palm yep. trees. So his, his ball went was going near them. It never landed. And so they're looking in these three trees. Well, they're looking in the tree closest to the green. And he, somehow Reed comes across a pair of binoculars. And he's looking up. And he says, okay, yep, this one ball. Yep, I can identify this 100% as my ball. And so then, so then it's not a lost ball. He's just taking it unplayable. So he just dropped. Okay. Sure. So, but then the video showed um, later, or people were looking at the video, the video showed it landing in the tree that was farthest from the green, closest to the tee box. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's like, if you first think about it, it's like, okay, well, how could he have known which tree it landed in? But then it's like, but he said he 100% positively identified it in this other tree. Yeah. So clearly it wasn't his ball that he was looking at, but he said... Yeah. Like, okay, that's my marking on it. That's my ball. He said, so, uh, but he, but upon the video, he totally wasn't even looking in the right tree. So he, 
either saw a ball he thought was his and misidentified it or he just claimed to identify it. And I don't know if Patrick Reed deserves the benefit of the doubt at this point. Yeah, honestly. You wonder if, like, if you see a ball up in a tree and, like, maybe you you catch the Titleist logo on the side. You're like, oh, well, it's got to be mine, right? Like, how many balls yeah. up here? Right. And they did, and they did some close-ups of these trees. I mean, those parts of the trees, there's like a whole bunch of like each tree probably has like fifteen golf balls. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he probably just like thought that he saw his ball up there. Yeah. And after the round, he said, "Well, you, there's an arrow that I draw on my ball, and like I, I was able to see it. So I'm, he said, I'm 100% certain it was my ball. And if I wasn't 100% certain, I would have reteed all this stuff. But it's like it, it wasn't his ball. It, as a matter of fact, it was not his ball. He was yeah. looking. Yeah. Yeah. So Patrick Reed's, uh, his reputation continues to, oh, and later when Reed was asked about the Rory McIlroy thing, um, he said, couldn't find the exact quote for some reason, uh, even though it was everywhere. But he said something along the lines of, well, if you act like a little child, then you deserve to be treated like a miserable little child or something. That's what Reed said. That's what Reed said about Rory. Yeah, okay. I gotta, I gotta find the exact quote. Um, okay, so he said, "quote He saw me and he decided not to react." But it is just one of those things. If you're going to act like an immature little child, then you might as well be treated like one. Was he being serious? Dead serious. So you go up to someone who your lawyer served a subpoena on Christmas Eve and he just decides not to respond to you. And, uh, and then you, I guess, toss a teeth. I don't know what the reasoning for was that, but, and then he, he says this about Rory. I mean, the first thing I thought of was like projection much. Here's my thing about Reed is like, just don't say this stuff. Just be like, just like, yeah, be cool with it and move on and just go do something else. It's like you're, he has dug himself in the hole so many times. I know. Like, I, another, I, honestly, I, I honestly try to stand up for the guy because I think he gets too much of a rap, but it's just like you can't. You can't, you can't, you can't anymore. And I know like, uh, like Mike from our golf team, right? Like he's kind of – I don't know if he just likes to be a contrarian, but like over the years, obviously Reed gets a lot of hate and he's always been one to – sort of stand out for him. And I think he likes Patrick Reed a little bit. Well, probably, I don't know if he does anymore, but he was always one to stick up for him. Right. Cause everyone would just kind of crap on him. Yeah, but at, the, at this point, kind of I same, don't right? know. I don't know how you can defend this stuff at this point. And another yeah. interesting part here is then you might as well be treated like one. So it makes me wonder, like might as well be treated. So does he regularly throw teas at little children? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> he says he, he just might carries, as well be, I mean, he just carries around a bag of wooden teas. Little makes four me nervous. Teas makes me nervous for his kids. kids. You know. Hey, Timmy, straighten up. It's just, yeah, he's just mess. He's a, he's the Will Ferrell elf throwing these teas. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, I. I couldn't believe that quote when I saw it. So that brings me to some Phil quotes. So Phil got a case of the Twitter fingers this past week so first of all he tweeted so the guy who was leading sam Ryder, the guy who was leading the pga tour event he was wearing joggers in the final round respect yeah love that 
I'm wearing wasn't, joggers as well. Was, no. wasn't, a bad, wasn't a bad look. So he tweets, um, the uh, pensive face emoji, you know, with the – with the hand like under his thinking? chin. Like, hmm, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Thinking he face. says, yeah, yeah. the tour doesn't allow shorts, but does allow this week's leader to wear joggers with ankle socks? Showing four inches of ankle? I'm no fashion guy, never will be, but there are some things I won't ever understand. That's what Phil tweeted. It's just, it's, I, it's just Phil trying to be funny. He, he's, he's just like trying to crack a joke. He's definitely just trying to stir the pot. Yeah, he's trying uh, to crack a joke. But I mean, it's like, wh- what's what's the? I mean, people. It's not the first time someone's ever worn joggers. Also, yeah. like, have you ever Ricky seen started wearing. Before? Ricky wore joggers in 2016. Yeah. So. Well, like, it's just like pants are a little short. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they're shorts. He's like, oh, they don't allow shorts, but they allow joggers. He's. I just, he, I just I, replied I to he, it. I replied to it. I said, are joggers pants, Phil? <laughs> you know? I think he's trying to make a joke. Like, he's, he's like really, he's really reaching for something to be funny about. But. Okay. Well, it gets, it goes deeper. So someone responded to it and said, uh, how about you just worry about playing those three-day captain's choice tournaments and leave the real golf to the PGA? <laughs> that's pretty good. And, and Phil responds and says, I like this, I, but that's pretty funny. Phil says, I agree. I've already won 45 of those PGA thingies. They were pretty easy. Captain's yes. Choice tournaments, live events are much tougher with such stronger fields. I haven't even won one yet. <laughs> so that's what Phil first, said. Why, like, he just, another, another time, just, he should have just stopped after he said, I already won 45 of those. So. Those are, those are too easy. That's funny. That's so, gold. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you were able to get on. So I just wanted to throw this all in the open. There's probably some more that I missed from this week, but after all of this, I just wanted an overall. How are you feeling about your live boys? Um, how am I feeling about my live boys, or how am I feeling about live? We'll start with the live boys, and then we can get just a quick like status update on your feelings on live in general. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I like the live guys. I like a lot of the guys that went over live. I've never really like been one to be like once you convert to live like i'm a big fan of you like i don't really care i'm just a fan of people that i'm a fan of in general so it's not like i really care who is where or whatever but um i don't know if i'll watch we much we kind of touched on this uh, like a couple episodes ago but if they go off youtube i just like probably won't watch them so i'm a little scared for the future if they don't get any more significant like players to hop over, do you think they have enough star power to be sustainable? I think so right now. I think so. At least in their current model. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do you think Live is a place like so there's a lot of obviously they have some really good names near the top, Bob, but like towards the bottom there's some, you know, not so well-known names for do you sure think, do you think live golf is a legitimate avenue to like build stars in the game of golf or do they sort of have the star power they have and that's mm. it that's a great question actually because it, it, it almost seems like a premier league where you where you become good and then you get invited it's like a league yeah. of makers almost 
And then if um, people stop accepting the invite, like, does this thing run out of steam? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot. There's like, I think there's enough good players over there right now, kind of answering the last question that, like, live tournaments actually hold some weight now with the field. Like, I, who's to say if they're harder to win than PGA Tour events? You know, I don't know if they are. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but. Like I bet they're not harder to win than majors are. Um, I love how that that tweet by Phil because because I think the the point he was making is well I won forty five PGA Tour events and I haven't even won a live event that shows how hard they are to win you know how good the fields yeah. are but I think it's like Phil you suck now exactly <laughs> I, think he, I think he left out that aspect but yeah it was yeah if he would have just know. stopped that if he was just like his response was just. Yeah, I won forty-five of those. They were too easy. I'm sure I'm doing something new now or something like that. That's such a good comeback. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds moving forward. But it's just, yeah, it was interesting to see or you know hear what you had to say because the PGA Tour, the way it's set up, you know, the way it's very concrete how to you know get on the PGA Tour. That mm-hmm. that I guess ecosystem will always be there for building stars, right? Like, yeah. Exactly. The, the, the players coming out of college, the, you know, like it will always, obviously, you know, it hurts if you take away, you know, this many big names, but yeah. But at, at the same point, like if you like, at least now, like live has started with a solid group of elite golfers. So if you are a new golfer and boom, you're thrown into live and now all of a sudden, like your scores are competing with DJ and Cam Smith and Brooks Kepka, and you're right there in the mix with those guys, like it's pretty clear to tell you are an elite golfer as well. Because we know those guys are tested. How many guys would you say Liv has that like you think legitimately could win a major this year? A dozen. A dozen? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think like two, maybe three. <laughs> Serious. Cam Smith, DJ. Taylor Gooch. I honestly don't think they have anyone else that I think has a chance to win a major. All right. Here's a couple. I'm just going to read the top like 10 and then you can yeah. kind of give your opinions. Uh, DJ, Patrick Reed, Taylor Gooch, Pierre Uline, Brandon Grace, Brooks Kepka, who has won many majors, Charles yeah. Schwartzel, Pat Perez, number eight, because he was on the team, Cam Smith, uh, Carlos Ortiz, Sergio Garcia, Garcia, my bad. Um, Paul Casey. I mean, there's, there's, I think there's a solid dozen there. No, I, I'm, I'm sticking with my three. Yeah, that's absurd. That's I absurd. Honestly, I honestly don't think any of the other guys are going to Bruce even. Kepka. I, he's, I think he's done. I, he's I don't think washed. he's going to play. I don't know if washed is the right word, but his window for winning majors like maybe that's so if, absurd. If, what like what? if this How if this is if this is going to so be a freezing this might be a freezing cold take at yeah, some point weird. but i oh, i would bet a lot hard. of money that he doesn't win another major like which okay, is an easy what, what has happened to him in the last year or two for you to say he that? stopped playing competitive golf i truly so, think that what well patrick reed's playing pretty good this week that is true. 
That's true. I think I think a lot of the, I, I honestly the Live Boys had a pretty good showing this week. Uh, Blandy was in the lead for a while. I think uh, Burnt Cheeseburger or maybe someone else. I think Ian Poulter was playing pretty well for a while, but. Um, yeah, well, we'll just have to see how they play in the majors this year. I, mean, I think be... that if this is 10 years down the road and Burks Kepka has been on live for 10 years and live is proven to be a significant, significantly easier test in the PGA Tour, then you have some reasoning for saying, yeah, he isn't in the competitive. But it's been like not very much time. We don't even know if live is actually easier or less competitive dude i would be i would be thinking the same thing about brooks even if he stayed on the pga tour because (laughs) he no he he truly has not been the same over the past few years when's the last time he contended in a major well okay dude i can can think of one i can think i couldn't tell you that about anyone okay he he was he was in the final group with phil at the 2021 pga and yeah so that that's probably it um, and then in the 20, the year before, 2020 PGA, he was in contention going into the final round, and he was like, he had all this talk, like going into the final round about like how easy it was going to be to win, and then he absolutely pissed himself. So, no, I think I think he went on. I think Brooks Kepka winning four majors is honestly one of the greatest flukes in sports history. I, I truly don't think he was ever that good. How can you even say that? I, you know how hard it is to win a major? I'm going by the eye test. Trust me. I, <laughs> that's that's so incredibly absurd. It's, he won four majors. You I'm telling you. You can't call that a fluke. I think you it's truly call, one, of the, one of the flukiest things to ever happen. Let me, was it a fluke look, for John Daly to win the PGA Championship? Yes. Okay. Yes. Borderline, maybe. He won one. No, he won two majors. Okay. But was it a fluke for him to win two then? Possibly. I'd have to, I'd have to give it some thought. Like you're going to say, you're going to say that's maybe a fluke. And then Brooks kept going. So here's here's what I mean. Here's what I mean by fluke. So, being in the company of four majors, like that's pretty rare air. So the, that would mean you're a you're a somewhat dominant player, right? Yeah. So let's actually. Um, okay, before we I'm jump gonna, into I'm, this. Okay, yeah. I this is actually this is good more, conversation. I, I want to just throw a couple more names, and we'll go. We'll get right back to this. But I want to throw a couple more names. I forgot about Matthew Wolf, um, Bryson DeChambeau, who has Dude, Wolf. Come on. He could get it done. DeChambeau Wolf has hasn't played. Somebody. Wolf hasn't played good golf in like three years. I mean that's fair, but he could get it done. Uh, DeChambeau, how many majors does he have? One, two, one, one. Okay. Obviously, I mean Phil. He's, Bryson's a YouTuber now. There is kind of lot. Bry- Bryson, I feel like pr- being a professional golfer is second. Being a YouTuber is first. That's my. I stand. Name. I stand by. Actually, no. Solid does not live that win. But but what? Go back to this, how many people have won four or more majors? Because I'm very curious. Yeah. Um, most men, men's major wins golf. Let's see. I want to find list of men's major championships winning golfers. 
Uh, okay, perfect. So let's see. How many people total? One, two, three, four. Oh. We got a list here. It says 29 people have won four. 20, which honestly, that's shocking. I did not think it would be that many. But so 29 players in the history of men's golf, well, at least in the modern area that in, or era that include the majors that we have now, have won four or more. So, so like some other notable names that have won not even more than four, but just four. So like Rory has won four. Mm-hmm. Ernie Ernie Els has won four. Raymond Floyd, Bobby Locke. I mean, these are guys who. Okay, well, some of these are from earlier, so when yeah, the majors were slightly Cole, different. Tom Tom Morris. Yeah, so those would include Tom, um, the U.S. amateur and the British amateur. I think when they're that when they're from, but the names I mentioned are in the modern era. So, at least I think is Bobby Locke in the modern era. I should know that. That's kind of embarrassing. Uh, okay, I would say yes. So you would expect a certain amount of success like in other events that aren't majors, right? Because like if you look at Ernie Els, like he has a very significant career outside of the majors. Rory, obviously. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fair to assume if you've won to, four majors that to be a, to you be are a player. A win on the PGA Tour, yeah, I would, I would agree. Like according to like stats and everything like that, I mean, he's, I would say he's, but he's been over his career, Brooks Kepka, a better than average PGA Tour player, but it's, it's so odd. Like any given week, he's, he's not really better than an average play, like player. I mean, he is, but you know, but for some reason, over that span of three years he was just able to elevate his game for the majors for I don't know what reason but it would he's got it makes no I don't know I think like it's almost more impressive that he did it in such a short time span and that it has been done in the late 20 teens like I think it's pretty clear to see that the golf field has gotten more dense at the elite level over the quite years, honestly, right? quite honestly, I think the fact that it all happened in such a short window, obviously it, from one perspective, it can make it more impressive. I think it makes it like, I think it proves my point more. Why? Because if he would have won four majors over like a decade, be like, yeah. okay, that is sustained success. But I think it also could just be one of the, one of the, one of the craziest examples of catching lightning in a bottle. All right. Well, let's, so from 2014 to 2021, he's won, he's won 16 professional tournaments, including the majors. So 12 non-major. Okay. I want to know what tours those are on. Um, he's got eight on the PGA tour. Okay. So eight and six on the European tour. And then one one on live that doesn't it, that wasn't six, included. But. Six on the European. Are you sure it's not the Challenge Tour? I can't remember him winning six times on the European Tour. Oh, they doubled up the uh, the 
majors. So he has oh. two. And and he has at least one WGC. So that would have doubled so up as well. So there's 10 between U.S. and Europe, and then there's four Challenge Tour, whatever. I don't really know what the Challenge Tour Did they count Liv? Did they count his Liv win in there? Because um, he, I think he won Liv Jetta. I'm trying to say they calculated. He did win Liv Jetta. I think they... I think they did in the 16. So, so 10 on the PGA and European tour and four are majors. 10. I don't know. Does he have wins on the European tour that are not also? Okay. CJ cup. I Turkish airlines. Turkish Um, airlines open. I don't know. I'm just reading Wikipedia's page. Yeah. November. Okay. So, yeah. So, there's one European tour win. So, I just like, that's pretty good. So, I would say nine. Nine, ten wins if you include Liv Jetta. And so, and four of them are majors. So he has obviously the majors and the wins that aren't the majors. He has that one Turkish Airlines, whatever, European event in 2014. He's won the Waste Management or the Phoenix Open twice. Won a WGC at uh, Memphis once in 2019. And then a CJ Cup in Korea. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I don't. Like it, it is extremely impressive. I it just doesn't make sense to me. You, I, I think you get what I'm saying, but just the fact that he's a fort. Like, look at his career other than the majors. It's like okay, this, it's it's a solid PGA Tour career. There's like four wins there. I mean, nothing to scoff at, but doesn't look like someone who also won four majors. It's crazy. And the stats bear that out too. I mean, even in a lot of those seasons. In any in in aver- in regular PGA Tour events, he really was not standing out as like a number one player in the world. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he would show up at these events and just like find a, a way to win the event. Well, and like here's here's my argument, I guess. Basically, is that like let's say there's a guy who has five wins on tour, and they're all at the Waste Management Open. So for some reason, like, that's his course. He gets it done at that course. I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of a fluke. He's just good at that course. But you take this case in which his, like, standout wins, like his outlier wins, are four major championships at different courses against the best golfers in the world. Yeah, I mean... I know I, and I fully grant that. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's just like maybe, maybe using the word fluke, it was like too disrespectful of like what the accomplishment is. It's just like basically me saying the fact that Brooks Kepka has won four majors is something I cannot wrap my head around. That's basically what I was saying. Cause it's it, like, 
Rory has four majors. I think it should be more, but it's like, okay, Rory has four majors. Yeah. He also has like 20-some total PGA Tour wins. He's one of the greatest talents of this generation. Okay, that totally makes sense that he has that many majors, and it should be even more. But it's like, I have no idea how Brooks Kepka has won four majors. When yeah. guys will do work their entire career, like Sergio Garcia, he has you know a very decorated career, didn't win his first major until he was like 37. Took him 20 years to do it. And so the fact that Kepka won four of them and made it look so easy, he would just show up and expect to win, and then he did. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, he was almost Tiger Woods dominant for like two years in majors. Yeah, he had that effect on a leaderboard for a while. It's yeah. like, oh boy, it's a major. Here comes Brooks again, you know? Yeah. And no, the PGA weird. Championship it's... that he won in 2019, he ended up winning it by only two, but it was not that close. Like, no, he was basically it... up by like five to seven shots the whole event. I, I agree. It is weird. It's very weird. And like, it's, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, gosh. It's really weird. And, oh, yeah. I just, like, he'll, he'll, he'll talk in interviews and he'll be like, yeah, I just, like, really care about the majors. I come here and I prepare more and I really want these. It's hard for me to believe that just him caring more about the majors is what's leading to him or what led to him getting it done at the four majors. Like there are other golfers who care more about majors and put a lot more effort into the majors and don't get it done. Like that can't be just it. It can't be just the reason why. Yeah. And maybe this just comes from like, I just don't like Brooks as a personality all that much. And so I was usually rooting against him. And he would always, like, when he would do interviews, he would pretend, like, basically kind of pretend like he was too cool for golf. Like, he would say things like, oh, yeah, I basically, like, it's like, when I'm home, I don't practice. And, like, basically when I'm playing is when you see me playing, like, on TV and all that, you know, all that sort. He would just be like, oh, yeah, I don't even really like golf that much. Like, I don't practice all that much. You'd say all this stuff in interviews. And it would just really, like, sort of bug me. And then he went a couple of years without winning. And then he won again. Uh, his last PGA Tour win, the Phoenix Open in 2021. And he was like almost emotional in his interview after. He's like, I've been working so hard the past few years, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, I thought you, I thought you didn't try that hard, you know? And then to sort of, and all these years when he said he basically, you know, doesn't care about normal events, just the majors. And then he goes to live. And now he like posts like social media stuff, you know, like let's go smash, you know, team smash and all this. It's like, no one thinks you actually care about this. You just took a huge payday, which is like, that's fine. But it's like, don't be posting like, oh, let's go team smash when <laughs> couldn't even, there's no way you could get him to post about the farmer's insurance open. You know what I mean? It all, it all yeah. comes off. As yeah. I mean, live, like live, live is a modern media creation. Like it's just, it has that byproduct of being created in the last couple of years to where everyone that's part of it is going to be posting about it in a very fake way. Do you have anything else to say on this uh, impromptu Brooks debate? I also am not really a big Brooks Kepka fan. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's really good. Uh, 
Okay, last question on this stuff. Will you be downloading the CW app? Is that uh, what Liv's going to be on? I know for sure the first round. So Fridays, it's only going to be on the app. And I think Saturday and Sundays, they're going to try to have it actually on like the cable network. But I think... Okay. Is it, if, it's gonna gonna be, if it's free to watch, yes. If it's not free, uh, those are no. Those are details I actually don't know. But you would probably it would probably be easier for you to access if it was on the app than yeah. I mean, I gotta the actual that. network. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, if it's on TV, I'm not going to be watching it. So. Right, right. Because, yeah, it's, it's done with YouTube, as far as I know. Bummer. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, there's a few things left on my list here. TGC Tours update is obviously not happening. Uh, we're going to double update for you next week. Yeah, double update next week. And uh, we're not going to do any foursomes of the week because I didn't think of anything. So, And there's only two of us. So unless you've got anything else, I think uh, I think that's a wrap. No, I just – I'm just – see if I have any questions. To wrap up with. Um, gosh. Waste management's coming up in a couple weeks, right? Yep. Same, same as Super Bowl weekend. Actually, and the Super Bowl Seriously? is in Phoenix this year. Wait, so... Well, Super Bowl is not on the weekend, though. Or... Yeah, Sunday. Right after the waste management? Uh, it'll overlap a little. It usually overlaps. Like the last few holes of the tournament are usually like kind of around kickoff. So Okay, cool. But I don't know if they've ever both been in the same – maybe they have and I just don't remember. But Phoenix is going to be absolutely nuts in two weeks. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to that tournament for so long. You can get – pretty decent tickets or pretty pretty decently priced tickets to that event i have never but yeah it's somewhat of a bucket list event i guess it's not that bad yeah um i just like i don't know it seems like the people are crazy and like i'm i'm just not kind of like that like i i enjoy watching it on tv yeah but i just like being around people that have had a few too many is just not my favorite scene if you just stay away from like the last three holes i think you'll be all right but i I've been wanting to go to 16. Apparently you got to get up. You got to get there at like five in the morning. If you yeah. want to secure your spot at 16. Yep. That would be so fun. But that's one of the courses. So I played a couple courses on tour. Torrey, Scottsdale, Sawgrass. Whistling, if you count whistling. Whistling is not really a regular stop, but it has been played on tour. But Scottsdale was incredibly fun you, the comparison from tory pines to tbc scottsdale is just like night and day it's like it's like gross national on the ocean and then like tbc twin cities Dude, in the desert. i hate that's, i hate that you've gotten difference. to play all those courses come play with us sometime well and and you left out a couple what else what did i miss i played hazeltine you count that yeah, um, that was one of them I was thinking of. I guess TBC Twin Cities. There you obviously. go. I've uh, there played you go. that a million times. Yeah. I think our three listeners will know that I've played those courses already, so we're probably fine on that. But 
Uh, yeah, that's probably unless they have a, a new regular stop at Howie in the Hills that I don't know about. I hear they're playing a Champions Tour event at Watertown uh, Municipal. <laughs> yeah, they actually do play an event here in Sioux Falls. I heard they had to shorten the course out there, actually, for the Champions Tour to come through. It was mm-hmm. a little bit too long. Water, uh, Cattail was a little too long for them. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought <laughs> you were talking about uh, and the moose of Minnehaha, Minnehaha <laughs> Country Club. <laughs> but uh, All right, well. I think that'll wrap it up, huh? Keep your eyes out for some new bogey train merch on the way. Well, don't hold your breath just yet. I mean, you would die if you held your breath, but um, who knows? Maybe in 2023 or 2024 or the next year, who knows? But let's just say it's it's something we've been thinking about. That's yeah. about as far as, as much progress <laughs> as we've made. So It's in the near future. Near future. Somewhat. That's that's up for interpretation, but it's in the future. All right. Till next time. I just got stuck in a bogey train. Mm-hmm.